Hello, 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 and welcome to uh, the Thursday night edition of the C Report. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Mr. C, and I hope you all are having a great evening today. We've had a pretty good evening ourselves so far. I know I have anyways, but I'm glad you guys are hearing with us, or at least will be with us at some future point. I hope you guys like that new intro that we had set in. If you are watching on Twitch, or if you are tuning in, apologies, I'm kind of in like a new space at the moment. Ugh. Temporary new space at the moment. Let me see if I can't get some of this here. Ugh, furniture out of the way. There we go. It's a little bit better. Okay. Excellent. Uh, yeah, no, yes, as I was saying, if you are on Twitch with us, uh, a new introduction whipped up there by our production manager, Mr. W. So thanks for that. That was pretty cool. And let's see here. Okay. And that's too big. And we're good. Okay. We're working to increase the production value here at the C Report, as well as the quality of the reporting. Okay, all right, here we go. Okay, guys, so let's see what we got going on today for you all. Let's see what we have in the headlines. I'm going to shrink myself down here. And one last thing, my loves. There we go. I think we're ready to roll now. Okay, let's see what we got up for tonight's show. Now, first of all, tonight we did have uh, President-elect illegitimate President Joe Biden uh, addressing the nation for the first time in 50 days since he was inaugurated on January 20th. You know, that fateful day that he signed his death warrant as a treason against the United States of America and the Constitution, but... I digress. Uh, he was uh, finally addressing the nation. And uh, I mean, it was really nothing. Um, it was really nothing to it at all. In fact, you know, if, if this were indeed his version of the state of the union, and, and if it were, it were like no state of the union that I had witnessed, at least in my lifetime. Um, uh, and, and, and again, I guess I think they can use COVID as um, the reason why, you know, uh, I guess they had to do it virtually. You know, do you, does it, isn't it kind of weird, you know? Like, um, I, I don't know what hallway they supposedly set up on during this virtual, I would say it's virtual naturally, uh, but it looked as if though he were addressing from within the White House. I don't know what hallway that is. I it's not a hallway I've ever seen that was adorned with the flags of the world. Um, but then again, I've never been inside the White House. So maybe there's something that I'm missing. I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, but anyways, uh, so uh, basically he's there telling the nation what they've gone through, what they've experienced, uh, how it's been, uh, how they felt, etc., etc., uh, all the while taking the cadence, the candor of, I don't know, uh, I don't know, uh, a sleepy Joe, uh, your creepy uncle Joe, uh, I don't know, he, uh, he was boring and he was just kind of like a grandpa standing there. I don't know if this is like, because you know, all these, uh, presidential rookies, you know, well, no, actually, you know, he, he, 
he maybe he isn't a rookie to uh, Washington, D.C., but then he should know that they have all of these people around them telling them how to act and what to do and what to say and how to behave. And uh, do you remember the earpiece with Joe telling him to salute the Marines and instead of saluting him, he just repeated it? Case in point, he has uh, direction at all times because these people don't know how they're supposed to act. They are told how to act. I don't know. For some reason, I think with an individual like President Donald Trump, he didn't have any problems with those things because uh, he knew what the job entailed, whereas these people, uh, it's kind of like that saying, you know, um, liars can never remember what they say, so it's easier just to not lie. Because uh, then they don't have to, it's just, you know, I mean, he's, okay, this is a good example of what I'm talking about. We had the speech that he gave today to the American people, right? Where he talked like a zombie granddad to everybody, you know, just uh, telling them exactly what they've been through, not really giving us any real substance as to what the country is going to do to move forward, what steps he's taking. I mean, yeah, he talked about COVID. Yeah, stuff like that. But he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, I don't know. There's, I, I felt like uh, he was the grandpa that was trying to comfort the kid that was about to get the vaccination shot. And he knew it was going to hurt because that grandpa, he didn't like vaccination shots either. But he had to lie, you know, whereas someone like President Donald Trump, who's actually taking care of business, well, uh, you know, he lays it out for you, you know. Okay, so it's a big difference. Now, what I was talking about when I said a good example of the difference here is um, he gave a speech to the American people tonight sounding like, you know, a dowdy grandpa. But yet here two days ago, no, wait, what is today? Thursday? Going to Friday now, right? Wednesday, he gave a speech to the CEOs of Johnson & Johnson uh, and uh, one other of the pharmaceutical outfits. And, you know, and he talked to them. He talked to them like they mattered. He, t he gave them uh, the ins and outs of the baseball game. He was like, you know, in fact, he even kind of took credit for Donald Trump's, uh, President Trump's uh, Operation uh, Warp Speed or what was it? Uh, warp Time? Oh, was it Double Time? No, wait, that's Tybo, right? Not... Donald Trump? Okay, anyways, so, yeah, like, he kind of took credit for the work that, and, and also for the blueprint, the foundation that the Trump administration laid out for the vaccination plan that they were going to give to the American people, um, and he talked to him, he talked to those people like he was a hotshot, he talked to the CEOs of Johnson & Johnson and whomever else was there, like, they mattered, you know. He gave them the speech of, uh, you know, it's gonna be okay. He gave them, you know, the, um, uh, he gave he gave them the coddling and he gave them the affirmation, whereas he gave the American people, I don't know. I would feel hopeless if I had a grandfather like him. But anyways, why just listen to me talk about it when we can actually hear it? So we'll uh, play a little bit of this. And I really, you know, really don't like illegitimate Joe to lead at the C-Report. But hey, 
It was his night. For the first time in 50 days, the man came out. And this is after many gaffes, not knowing what he was doing in Texas, not knowing the name of his uh, 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 Secretary of Defense, uh, among other things, you know. Uh, it reminds me of that time uh, uh, that they had that photo of him sucking uh, his wife's thumb. Was that Was that real? I don't know. I have a copy of it, but, you know, it's funny. Anyways, okay, so let's see what he's, oh, okay, so this is, uh, yeah, let's get this on the screen here. So here he's addressing the CEOs of Johnson & Johnson and Merck, taking credit for Donald Trump's uh, uh, Operation Warp Speed. And, you know, just, you know, really just, you know, being that man for them. You know, he's saying, he's saying to them, yeah, man, like, uh, I called up that president and said, if you don't fire that prosecutor, uh, Barack Obama's not going to give you the $100 million. Too bad. Quid pro Joe, eh? Yeah. We remember who you are. And what is up with this woman coming up and cleaning the stage? I think she's spreading more diseases. Well, I thank you both for those words. You know, you and I knew one another when I wasn't president and you weren't a chairman. We drive back and forth on Amtrak. You lived in Philadelphia. No, it's Amtrak again. <laughs> Y'all guys remember Amtrak? We need Amtrak there so that Joe Biden... Uh, can be found when he's in bouts of dementia. Oh, but did you catch that? He was telling that guy, hey, you and I knew each other back in the day. Wink, wink. We rode back and forth together on Amtrak. Ha, ha. You weren't chairman and I wasn't president. But now I'm president and guess what? You're chairman. I guess he did a job. I don't know. I was commuting to Wilmington. It's good to see you both here. And thank both of you for your kind words. And I want to thank <clears throat> scientists and researchers at Johnson & Johnson for the literal heroic effort that began when COVID-19 first spread and led to the safe and effective vaccine that are now being co-produced. Today, we're seeing two health companies, competitors, each with over 130 years of experience, coming together to help write a more hopeful chapter in our battle against COVID-19. I just had an opportunity to meet with both of these CEOs and with their senior operating officers and to hear about the work they're doing together to produce vaccine substitutes and accelerate uh, what they call to take it to full finish. You know, what's clear is this is historic, nearly unprecedented collaboration. During World War II, one of the country's slogans was, we are all in this together. We are all in this together. And the companies took the I don't know if I'd trust him to rely on that. That slogan to heart. For example, one automaker didn't have the capacity to build enough Jeeps. A competitor stepped in to help. Competing airline makers teamed up and they produced parts for each other and gave the American pilots as a consequence. So basically, take just, because I don't really want to listen to this guy talk that much. Let's just take this away. Let's take this away. 
listen to the vigor and vim that he addresses. And I know this is kind of nitpicking in minutia, but the vigor and vim, the way he addresses the CEOs, because, I mean, he's probably used to it. He probably knows that that's the game in Washington. He probably knows that these are the ones that you want to address. These are the money, the people with the money, right? Like, these are the, the businesses, the corporations, the presidents, the CEOs. These are the ones that you really want to talk to, because after all, uh, apparently a corporation can be an entity in this country and so etc 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 but so he goes on and on and on now there was uh a, you know it's like what uh he probably talks for like 10 minutes or so at the end is very interesting though uh let's see well for because basically he just talks about uh how amazing it is that they're doing what they're doing and you, you know you'll hear the things about you know, President Donald Trump and how he had promised it like 100 million vaccines and he'd only gotten like up to 2.1 million or something like that. Those are some of the numbers that you hear, but you have to remember everything that was going on from what? Uh, November through, I mean, you had this whole election thing. I, I mean, I guess, I, I, I'm not too sure exactly where those numbers would have fallen. But uh, even even in the plan to, uh, you know, release the vaccine and get it out to the American public, even with the army and stuff like that and the military involved in helping to disperse that supposedly, uh, you know, you see you also had this tie up in Washington, D.C. And uh, basically, you know, you also had a slowdown of everything that was happening as far as uh, paperwork, bureaucracy, deliveries, all that good stuff behind the scenes, um, and now it's all moving forward, but they're moving forward not on Biden's plan for the vaccine, but Trump's plan. Uh, maybe they can gauge the steering to a point, but basically it's his plan. Uh, they just might be controlling the speed of it is all. Okay, so at the end, there was this really fun point that I noticed. So we'll just play it from here. Um, here. Need investments to fund our entire vaccination effort. More vaccines, more vaccinators, and more vaccination sites. Millions more Americans will get tested, including home testing. Schools will soon have the funding and resources to reopen safely, a national imperative. The American Rescue Plan, a partnership between Johnson & Johnson and Merck, proves we can do big things, important things in this country. No, I'll, let me conclude with this. Tomorrow night, I'm going to prime time address the American people and talk about what we've been through as a nation this past year. But more importantly, I'm going to talk about what comes next. I'm going to launch the next phase of the COVID response and explain what we will do as a government and what we will ask of the American people. There is light at the end of this dark tunnel in the past year. La, la, la. We cannot let our guard down now or assume that victory is inevitable. Together, we're going to get through this pandemic and usher in a healthier and more hopeful future. So there is real reason for hope, folks. There's real reason for hope, I promise you. So many people... You know, here pandemic. it is. Okay, so here's the part that I wanted to show you. Um, it's the part where they ask him for questions, because as you know, Mr. Biden here has been asked for questions and has scuttled away as quick as the day, uh, or, or has, has mentioned, uh, the willingness to answer questions and has been cut off most awkwardly, um, 
and so now we see, and I am no reader of, you know, gestures or anything like that, but um, I just kind of see him being like, I'm going to turn away from the questions. Oh, hold up, Joe. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe we'll answer this question. What'd they say? Surplus? Okay, Joe, Joe, we'll, we'll take this question, Joe. Just turn around real quick, Joe. Turn around real quick. Turn around real quick, Joe, and, and, and tell them this. Thank you, and I really, we're going to do this. We're going to get it done. Thank you. Okay. Oh, my God. Is that Kim Kardashian? Oh, my God. What the hell? What the hell? What the hell, Adrian? I don't care how much weight you got chopped off at Sono Bello, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry guys. That's, that's what happens when you don't clip your videos before the show. <laughs> you got commercials. Okay. We're going to do this. We're going to get it done. Thank you. Mr. President, what do you plan to do with the surplus? What will you do with the surplus? The surplus will... <laughs> If we have a surplus, we're going to share it with the rest of the world. We've already decided that we're going to work with the outfit COVAX. We've committed $4 billion to help get the funding for more vaccines around the world. This is not something that can be stopped by a fence, no matter how high you build a fence or a wall. So we're not going to be ultimately safe until the world is safe. And so we're going to start off making sure... What did it have to do with a fence? They didn't say anything about offense, did they? What was the question? <laughs> they asked, what are you going to do about the surplus? And he shifted to offense. Um, to me, it looks like he is listening to someone in his ear and repeating what he's being told to say. To say? To say. This, this question had nothing to do with, this, with, nothing to do with the wall. This question had nothing to do with the wall. Decided we're going to work with the outfit COVAX. It's ridiculous. Dollars to help get the funding for more vaccines around the world. This is not something that can be stopped by a fence, no matter how high you build a fence or a wall. So we're not going to be ultimately safe until the world is safe. And so we're going to start off making sure Americans are taken care of first. But we're then going to try to help the rest of the world. Thank you. Is there a crisis at the border, sir? And then he scurries off. Bye-bye, Josue. Bye-bye, Senor Josue. Okay, so... Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. So let's see how Grandpa Joe introduces uh, the uh, United States of America to himself. I think he's... Uh, I think... I think he might be trying to copy my style. Now people are going to start saying only liberals wear suits and ties. Fuck y'all. Good evening, my fellow Americans. Tonight, I'd like to talk to you about where we are. As we mark one year since everything stopped because of this pandemic. A year ago, we were hit with a virus that was met with silence and spread unchecked. Denials for days, weeks, then months. That led to more deaths, more infections, more stress, and more loneliness. Photos and videos from 2019 
feel like they were taken in another era. The last vacation. The last birthday with friends. The last holiday with experience. Oh, wow, 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 wow. different for everyone. We all lost something. Really? This was nothing worth missing. A year. I mean, it was nothing worth seeing. I mean, it doesn't hurt to have missed it. You know, that speech that he gave. The speech that he... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I don't want to talk over Joe, so let me just pause him. <laughs> uh, the speech that he gave that we had just seen, um, it, it was aired on WhiteHouse.gov. And, and actually, less than 2,000 people tuned into it. This is a man who received over 80 million votes from the American people. Less than 2,000 people tuned in to talk to him, to hear him talk and address the pharmaceutical companies about their progress. Oh, was it about their progress? Or was it about the uh, miraculous plan that he was now taking credit for? I don't know, but that's what he was talking about. But only 2,000 people tuned in. I didn't get the number, and I guess I should have, um, um, how many people tuned into this thing. I mean, we know, like, what? Trump beat the Golden Globes. I mean, I, 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 I mean, may, I mean, I don't know. I, I still don't think that this uh, address tonight would have had any type of record numbers. But, I mean, if it did, it would have been driven by the fact that this is the anniversary of the coronavirus. And it is also the very first time that people are seeing Grandpa Joe come out of his basement uh, to be the dapper, hip, bad grandpa of the United States of America who smells children's kids because their parents have promised them to him for other types of political and financial and, I don't know, life moves, favors. So, uh, all right, America, this is what we're dealing with now. This is what you want. This is what you got, at least for now. But, I mean, there's no really, there's not really much more need. I just wanted you to see how the difference, like, look at, look at him. He's like, he's basically telling you to be depressed. It's a very American thing to do. In fact, it may be the most American and that's what we've done. We've seen frontline and essential workers risking their lives, sometimes losing them, to save and help others. Researchers and scientists racing for a vaccine. And so many of you, as Hemingway wrote, being strong in all the broken places. And all of the academics and all of the literary people and all of the writers and poets are all, Oh my God, oh finally, we have a president who talks about poetry. Oh, oh. Yeah, now we're going to go read Hemingway and snap our fingers every Monday and Tuesday night at the local tavern. Oh, fuck them. I know it's been hard. I truly know. So I've told you before. I carry a card in my pocket. Oh, Lord. With the number of Americans. He's all, I got this card on George W., uh, George uh, Bush Sr.'s uh, <laughs> funeral. <laughs> I always carry this card. Look at all the stamps I have for all the probation visits that I passed. <laughs> ah, all right, screw it. A legitimate Joe, we're done with you for the night. Let's talk about Trump's response to this all, since after all, 
illegitimate Joe did just so happened to kind of take it uh, full credit for the stratagem to fight the COVID-19 vaccine that was already laid out in blueprint and blue plan from President Donald Trump and his administration. This is what uh, President Trump had to say. I hope everyone remembers when they're getting the COVID-19, often referred to as the China virus vaccine, that if I wasn't president, you wouldn't be getting that beautiful shot for five years at best and probably wouldn't be getting it at all. I hope everyone remembers. Now, to the cunning cunning, to the sly sly, to the savvy savvy, to the well-initiated. Or to those of you who just happen to pay attention to current events and uh, can remember months at a time. (laughs) Or even days at a time. Uh, Because if you can remember days at a time, maybe you can find a way to, like, uh, remember that. Like, writing it down or recording it somehow. Um... President Trump had this vaccine available to everyone well before he left office. Now, maybe, because maybe it wasn't shared and dispersed as widely as they had planned to. But hey, he had a lot of shit on his plate. He had an entire fucking country going after him on top of his base turning on him, on top of businesses colluding with unions and other politicians and political parties to ensure that no matter what happened at the end of the day, we had a slowdown and we had a coup on every front against this man. Because let's face it, the swamp was wider and deeper than even Trump could have expected. But at least he went in knowing that he might have to wear more than just galoshes getting into this swamp. (laughs) Poor Mr. Donald Trump probably had an entire orange bodysuit on just to protect him from the toxicity and the poisons of this place and time. But um, Joe got the shot. Illegitimate Joe got the shot. And maybe because he doesn't remember. And maybe it's because the cap was still on it like it was for Nancy Pelosi. You guys, do you do remember? What do you think that was? Do you think that was the cap on the needle that Nancy Pelosi got? Or do you think it was like a needle stabilizer for people who have uh, like delirium tremens? Because Nancy was like, oh, they told me I can't drink alcohol for a week before I get this shot. Or, oh, I'm sorry, Hood's Pelosi. Hood's Pelosi was like, oh, they told me I couldn't drink alcohol for a week before I got this shot. So she went into the doctors with delirium tremens and they're like, Hood's, we got to put this uh, needle stabilizer on here because you are shaking like the dickens. And she was like, she was like this. But in her head, everyone else is like spinning and she's standing still, right? Because she's, she's Hood's Pelosi. So Hood's 
What do you think? What do you think Hoods got? Did Hoods get the shot in the arm with a stabilizer or did she keep the needle cap on because she knew there were possible side effects that you could get from getting this shot? And that leads to a lot of other questions because you have to admit when you're war planning or game planning or whatever the hell you want to call it, all of these things, even in the head of someone who is not in the know as myself, you know, like, I don't know what the hell's going on. Really, I don't know what the hell's going on there. I can only speculate based on the reports that I'm reading, the news that I'm seeing, my discernment and trusting my gut, really, uh, uh, and, and trusting individuals who also share in this information. So when you have individuals like uh, Hoods Pelosi and all of them getting these pretend shots and then you have all these reports coming out about how these vaccines are hurting people and killing people. We, I mean, we've, we've, it hits close to home also. Like if, if, I mean, if there isn't someone that I don't know, I know my, I know myself have been impacted by um, COVID itself, but in the shots in general, that's a whole nother line of individuals who are being affected by this in a different way. And this happens to be with the shot itself, like the vaccine, that's which is supposed to help you. And I know a lot of people that aren't gonna get it. I know people who are in the age groups that are slotted to be able to receive these shots that will not get these vaccines because they know in the past whenever they've taken vaccines that they get sick and 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 i told them like this has been known to kill like it, it they, they even have slots like if it doesn't kill instantly it's an hour it's two it's 24 it's 48 it's a week it's two weeks and they've tracked this up to two weeks now with people um, uh, not only getting side effects, that sometimes it's fatal. So that's something to be very mindful of. And we'll jump a little bit into that soon. Let's see if that's coming up next, actually. Let's see what we got coming up on the C report. Thank you all for tuning in tonight. Yes, it looks like we will have a story kind of continuing this COVID conundrum that has hit us all here in the United States of America. Now, let's see here. Okay. Bringing you to the screen, we got the global fund to fight aids tuberculosis and malaria so what is going on here well okay so we've talked about the covid 19 bill um the the, the 1.9 trillion dollar hoods pelosi pig pork bill that they've bestowed upon themselves as a democrat strongholds who've run their cities into the ground by putting in these, uh, you know, like, uh, um, um, uh, oppressive measures that has cut their economy, has hurt them all, has disallowed people to work, has disallowed people their benefits because they deserve them. But, um, and now they're bailing themselves out, if not even, if not worse, or if not more so with this. I mean, think about it. Think about it. You know this. I know this. Do they know this? I don't know if they know this, but do they know that only 9% of $1.9 trillion is actually going to the American people? And that even though it is $433 billion and it is the biggest deficit that's coming out of this package, uh, what? It's only 
91% of the total amount. What are they spending 91% on that is not going to the American people? Well, they are spending some money on, um, on, on this, the Global Fund to Fight AIDS, Tuberculosis, and Malaria, which may also go towards some research into COVID-19. Ooga booga. I guess that is pretty special. I mean, hooray. I mean, I mean, maybe the Dems are actually putting their money where their mouth is. Maybe they're actually going to put some money into some COVID research. Or maybe, just like every other time, they're just going to be paying off some of the people that they owe money to or some of their interests or, or someone else. Uh, in this case, Oh, it says the Global Fund. You know, it might be the Global Fund if it's on Jeffrey Epstein's airplane for someone who owns this place. It's the Global Fund. And it's owned by Bill and Melinda Gates. Or should I say Belinda and Mel Gates? Uh, it, it seems that in this $1.9 trillion package, we, the American people, have found it in our hearts to donate some money to this organization that is owned by a man or woman, whatever they are, he is, she is, whatever their pronoun prefers to be, um, who happens to believe in things like eugenics and mass depopulation. Uh, we've been through the drill before, if you are initiated, as we all claim to be so. Let's see here. Um, here's the provision in the bill right here. Let's look at it right here. Let's, let's, bam. All right, I don't know if you can read that, but it says the two, three million seven hundred and no, wait, three billion seven hundred and fifty million dollars to be made available to the Department of State to support programs for the prevention, treatment and control of HIV AIDS in order to prevent, prepare for and respond to coronavirus including to mitigate the impact on such programs from coronavirus and support recovery from the impacts of the coronavirus, of which not less than $3,500,000,000 shall be for a United States contribution to the Global Fund to fight AIDS, tuberculosis, and malaria. So shore up $3,500,000,000 of this money is going to be going to Bill Gates' global fund to fight AIDS, tuberculosis, and malaria. And I, you know, Bill Gates has enough money to fund this on his own, you know, but he has to be subsidized by his buddies in Washington, D.C. There's no telling what this is, is going to go to. This goes to their little pet projects, and I'm sure they're saying that they're actually fighting AIDS, tuberculosis, and malaria. I don't know. I, I don't trust this outfit for anything. And then uh, that's not to mention what um, you you have uh, people going into research for HIV and AIDS. You're not even going to be working towards making a cure. Whereas President Trump had said that he would have the cure to the American people and the world within 10 years. 10 years, but guess what, people? I'm still counting on that.
happening. Um, but with this, this, I mean, we're just seeing where the money is flowing to. Uh, I, I just, this is just an operation of them watching where this money is flowing to. But we need to be aware that it's going there. And so now you know that this is something that's happening. But let's take a look at something else in regards to Bill Gates. Because earlier we were talking about the coronavirus. And y'all may know that he has a lot of involvement with the, uh, you know, coronavirus. And some of y'all may not even know that he owns patents on its vaccine going back prior to 2019, prior to the discovery of coronavirus 2019, COVID-19, Bill Gates had vaccines and patents on those and the virus itself. So let's go ahead and look at this. He was actually being interviewed once and uh, they were asking him about the vaccine for the virus. And uh, this was published back no earlier than, or no later than, July 27th of 2020. So let's just take a real quick listen to what they have to say. It looks like uh, they're interviewing Bill Gates. Moderna vaccine sound concerning. We looked. After the second dose, at least 80% of participants experienced a systemic side effect, ranging from severe chills to fevers. So, are these vaccines safe? Well, the, uh, the FDA not being pressured will look hard at that. The FDA is the gold standard of regulators. Uh, and their current guidance on this, if they stick with that, is is very very appropriate. Uh, and you know the, it, the 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 side effects were not super severe. That is, it didn't cause permanent health problems for uh, the things that are, they you know Moderna did have to go with a fairly high dose, and so uh, you know to get the antibodies. Some of the other vaccines. Uh, are going able to go with lower doses to get uh, responses that are, are pretty high, including the, the J&J and the Pfizer. And so there's a lot of characteristics of these vaccines. Um, it's great that we have multiple of them uh, that are going out there. And, yes, you, I think you know the data the better than I do. But the, bill, though, the, the data show that everybody with a high dose had a, a side effect. Yeah, but some of that is is not dramatic where, you know, it's just, you know, super painful. But yes, there we need to make sure there's not severe side effects. The FDA, uh, I, I, I think, will do a good job of that, uh, despite the pressure. If only you could see the face he is making right now. If you're on Twitch, you can see the face he's making right now. Matt or she. Don't you think she looks like a butch lesbian in her elder years? Anyways, <laughs> she looks like one of my old bosses, just minus like 20 pounds. But um, <clears throat> she has this face of like, you bitch. How could you say that? Did you hear what she said? 
Uh, it might just be like severe pain. And then did you see the face that the, um, <laughs> the anchor made? She just looked down and she just like pursed her lips and she blushed. I don't know. She hurt. She, she blinked really deep. She just like, mm. you know, like, like that, mm. the truth. How many doses of the vaccine will we need? Well, none of the vaccines at this point appear like they'll work with a single dose. That was the the hope at the very beginning. Uh, maybe one of them, particularly in the second generation, won't surprise us. We hope just two, although in the elderly, sometimes uh, it it takes more. And, and so making sure we have lots of elderly people in the trial will give us that data. You've said some more than 7 billion doses. That's what we'll need. Well, if, if what you're trying to... <laughs> it seems like she just kept getting him on the spot during that whole interview that was on uh, CBS Washington. Hey, don't do that. No, don't do it. Okay. <laughs> let, me, let me kick that out. Boom! Oh, who did? Who did? Okay, well... Just by a spoiler effect, Fauci's next for us tonight. But no, um, yeah, so she was uh, really pressing him hard in that in regards to uh, the vaccine and um, the side effects that it could have. But just keep that in mind. Like, this is something that they have had in the works for quite some time. Vaccine and all, and now you're seeing it there in that instance that they actually did have a preparation and and they're not it's hurting people it is hurting people be aware be aware it makes me wonder especially with moderna because you heard that's what they were talking about there and to date moderna is where you're hearing there are a lot of problems and side effects and death um that maybe it could have been some type of um and this is speculation of course but maybe it could have been some type of booby trap to hurt uh the optics of president trump's efforts to combat the covid relief in the United States of America. Anyways, so what's going on with Fauci here in this picture? He's holding up his little bunny ears because he is little bunny man. Um, something about him. Oh, uh, I, I, this is probably not the first time. This is not the first time that we've heard Fauci say something to this extent. I, I know there's a video out there again somewhere in the last year and a half where he basically admitted that they're going with the side, uh, they're going with like a hunch or they're going with their best judgment because there's no science to back up what's really going on. And they can there is none because it's a flu. There's no science to back up the masks. So they're going with the hunch. The hunch is how far the American people are willing to accept the measures that they are going to oppress us in regards to this fake sham of a pandemic it is a new flu that has hit the American market in the world, but is nothing like they told us. Maybe the flu was a lot weaker than they had expected, or maybe something else was supposed to have uh, set it off, like uh, I've said in the past, uh, the uh, those cigarettes that people use, the electronic ones that they made uh, illegal or they banned. Uh, who knows? Maybe that was supposed to interact with the virus somehow. We don't know. It was just supposed to hit the lungs like Captain Trips. <sighs> Could you imagine that? They're going to make the stand happen in real life? Yeah, think about that. But anyway, so with Fauci, he basically admits we've got some video of that. So let's see. Um, let's see what Fauci's got to say. Oh, this is on CNN. Boo. 
received two doses to travel. Biden administration, you know from the Biden administration that they say it will make its decisions based on science. What's the science behind not saying it's safe for people who have been vaccinated, received two doses to travel? You know, that's a very good question, John. And, and the CDC is carefully heading in that direction. Uh, you know, when we when when Dr. Walensky made the announcement a day or two ago about the fact that when you have a couple of people, two or three or more people in a family setting, both of whom are vaccinated, even if it's someone from another, a friend that doesn't have to be a member of the family, that was the first in a multi-step process that they are going to be rolling out. They're being careful, understandably. They want to get science. They want to get data. And then when you don't have the data and you don't have the actual evidence, then you've got to make a judgment call. And I think that's what you're going to be seeing in the next weeks. You're going to see little by little more and more guidelines getting people to be more and more flexible. The first installation of this is what can vaccinated people do in the home setting. Obviously, the next one is going to be what you're asking. What about travel? What about going out? What about getting a haircut? What about doing things like that? That's all imminently going to be coming out. Um, in terms of... So, uh, we have never played the idiocy and the ambivalence of Dr. Fauci here on the C-Report before, and that will probably be the last time that we play said ambivalence here on the C-Report. It's ridiculous, right? It's ridiculous. We have to follow a hunch, because we can't say that we've been lying to you the whole time. Gee, thanks a lot, Fauci. Um, I don't, I don't know if I have much to say about that. Like, that's pretty bad. That is pretty bad. Like, uh, but I mean, that they're just gonna, they're just going on a hunch. They are just going on a hunch. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining us. We still got a few more stories to go. Maybe one or two, maybe three, maybe four. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I like to keep everyone on the edge of suspense because after all, that's what makes the program worth watching i don't know okay so let's see what we got coming up next for you guys is let's get fauci off the screen here what do you say about that come on then boom okay that's good oh whoops sorry guys Ho, ho, ho. Okay. Oh, my bad. My bad. Okay, so we do have another beaten story. Uh, this one is in regards to an individual who is on his... Uh, oh, another nominee. It's going up to be... Uh, it's going up to a hearing to be approved for their position. Who is it this time? Let's find out. Let's find out together on the C report. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Let's start with the picture. How about that? <gasps> Who's that? <laughs> Sorry, I should have warned y'all. Uh, oh, wait. I guess that wasn't that scary. It was my face. <laughs> This is uh, a, a, a Biden a DOJ nominee 
who goes by the name of Gupta. Now, uh, obviously, Gupta would not be the entire name of this individual, but um, uh, this individual here has been said to work with Mexican cartels heroin production. Now, if there weren't something more alarming about individuals and the in and outs of politics, the back doors, the revolving doors, the payoffs, the uh, people who work for people who know people, it's not who you know, it's who you do kind of thing. We have an individual with direct ties to cartels. So it says they own millions of dollars in stock a company, a stock of company that is accused of fueling these Mexican cartels. So this article, uh, let me see if I have something on the follow-up. No, this article comes from the business of Fox, Fox Business. It says when he was running for office, President Biden's campaign vowed to hold companies accountable for their roles in the opioid crisis. But now one of Justice Department nominees is linked to a firm whose product was reportedly sold to Mexican drug cartels. According to an August 2020 Bloomberg report, American company Avantor sold acetic anhydride to cartels that used it to make high-grade China White heroin and methamphetamine. Biden's pick for Associate Attorney General Vanita Gupta owns between $11 million and $55 million in the company's stock, according to her finance disclosure, form as reported by ABC News. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I could have guessed by looking at the photo of Vanita Gupta that she was an ice queen, but I did not imagine that this woman was that type of an ice queen. Hello? She owns 11 to 11 million dollars and 55 between 11 million and 55 million dollars of stock in a company that sells chemicals to cartels to make methamphetamine. Wow. Um, that's that's quite interesting, Vanita Gupta. I can't tell from this pic. Never mind. I shall say nothing. Let us finish reading this article to you. This is quite interesting. This is Biden's pick. This is probably Hunter's dealer. Hunter Biden's like, hey, Vanita, I'm going to get you in to the DOJ if uh, you keep hooking it up for me and my nieces. Right? Right? Anyways, it says Biden's campaign website stated that if elected, Biden would direct the U.S. Justice Department to make actions that spurred this crisis a top investigative and, where appropriate, civil and criminal enforcement priority. Since Bloomberg's report came out, Aventor reportedly stopped selling acetic anhydride, anhydride sorry, in Mexico as the country's authorities announced a criminal investigation. Fox News asked the Justice Department if they are investigating Aventor but they did not immediately respond. Gupta's nomination saw opposition from a number of Republicans for reasons completely separate from her business ties. At her confirmation hearing, Senators Chuck Grassley, Republican of Iowa, Mike Lee, Republican of Utah, and Ted Cruz, 
Republican of Texas, all brought up inflammatory remarks she had made in the past about Republicans. I apologize for the kind of coarse language I have used in the past, she said. Ice Queen. Ice Queen. Vanita Gupta. She's an Ice Queen. Dang, girl. That's hardcore. That, my friends, is hardcore. Hardcore, ladies and gentlemen. That is what you call hardcore. Working for the Department of Justice and owning up to $55 million of dollars in stock in a company that supplied the Mexican cartel with the chemicals to make the drugs that they sell to Americans and that they uh, traffic human beings for to get across the southern border. No wonder Joe's leaving the gate open. You saw it here last night. Maybe not first, but you did see it. Next story. Boop. Oh, what's that? That looked like a pipeline. Choo-choo. Pipeline. Okay. So uh, we got a story with the Keystone Pipeline in the works tonight. Uh, it looks like mm, Montana speaketh tonight. Oh, damn. I did Montana a disservice. Here, let me fix it real quick. We're going to fix this real quick, Montana. We're going to fix this. Why, Montana? Miralos. Yes. Okay, all right, here we go. Montana. I, I got Montana's flag on the screen for those of you who are on uh, the uh, podcast side of this all. Okay, so Montana and the Keystone Pipeline. We have, it looks like, a story where 90 lawmakers are now signing a letter calling for the revival of the Keystone XL Pipeline. So another yet, uh, yet another again, one of uh, Joe, one of... Joe, a little legitimate, blah, blah, Joe Biden, illegitimate Joe Biden, has uh, gone and uh, he's facing more opposition on some of the things that he is uh, um, um, executive ordering, dictating maybe, against the American people. Uh, this uh, article comes from Bowen Cho. A coalition of over 90 Montana lawmakers, and let me go ahead and... Let me go ahead and... Sorry, production. Gupta. A coalition of over 90 Montana lawmakers signed a letter to President Joe Biden seeking to bring attention to the merits of the Keystone XL pipeline, a project canceled by Biden on his first day in office. The letter signed by lawmakers across the state's legislature argues that the pipeline is not the same project reviewed by project, uh, President Barack Obama in 2008, noting that TC Energy, the company behind the pipeline, had since pledged major changes, such as making it zero emissions project. Lawmakers say energy production is the lifeblood of Montana's economy and that the pipeline would bring in hundreds of good-paying jobs to rural Montana and help workers put food on their table for their young and their families. 
They say the project would bring in a large amount of revenue, including around 80 million per year in tax revenue. As Montana's elected leaders, we must oppose the canceling of the Keystone XL project and stand with Montana's energy producers, working and rural communities. And you know, actually, I had this to play whilst I uh, read this article here. <clears throat> it continues, I, like you, want to see Montanans thrive. We must fight for the future of Montana and the good, paying jobs that will make the future brighter. Rural communities are hurt most by the cancellation of the pipeline, according to the lawmakers. Um, <clears throat> the shutdown of the pipeline ultimately hurts those most vulnerable. The letter reads, the pipeline was doing more than just creating jobs and revenue for Montana. It was bringing life back into these small towns that had otherwise been forgotten. The Keystone XL pipeline was a massive project that was expected to generate $3.4 billion in United States GDP growth, including millions in state and local tax revenue, according to the U.S. Chamber Global Energy Institute. It comes as 14 Republican Attorney General urged Joe Biden to reconsider his decision to cancel a permit for the construction of the pipeline to prevent severe economic harm. They're also threatening to take legal action. Decisions on the pipeline have long ago stopped being about the merits of the project, argued the lawmakers. Now it seems every uh, decision is politically motivated. They urged for a discussion on the facts surrounding the pipeline, including the economic benefits to the impacted counties. Lawmakers called for people to start working together in order to alleviate any concerns so the project can become a reality. Montana's state budget also relies heavily on revenue generated from exported wind, hydro, and coal-fired power to keep our state budget strong. According to the lawmakers, the state would be able to sit comfortably knowing it had another uh, consistent source of income. This money would be used to help keep our economy running strong and allow funding to be put into rural schools, school systems that are desperate in need. The letter states Biden's executive order canceling the pipeline states that the project deserves the U.S. national interest and that the country is facing a climate crisis. The Biden administration has stated that combating climate change is a key part of its agenda and uh, has often talked about creating renewable energy and jobs and reducing emissions. I don't know, we'll see about that, but we see that people and lawmakers are starting to act on the policies that Joe Biden has come in as a dictator, in spite of the fact that he has said that to rule by executive order is to rule as a dictator. It makes absolutely no sense. He has said it in the past for sure. And now we see that uh, he's gone back at his words, a classic politician a lifelong, like they say, and flip-flopping every step of the way. Well, balls to that.
I guess we'll see what's up with it. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're almost at the top of the hour. We got about another story or two, but allow me to do a flip real quick. I'm going to go ahead and allow this beautiful bean footage to play. Uh, if you are on the... Uh, if you're on the podcast end of this, uh, we're playing some footage of the uh, Keystone Pipeline during its uh, birthing process when they first started the project. Uh, just playing it as a kind of backdrop for the audience, but just a moment. And we are live on the podcast, uh, the Mr. C Report. That's not even right. Can we restart this? Rewind. And we are live on the C Report with Mr. C on... Okay, yeah, that's good enough. But anyways, so as I was saying, uh, anyone who can guess who this person is will get a free Mr. C t-shirt, which is now available at funnyshirts.org in the Q&A Holes podcast shirt section. So let's check out. Do y'all guys want to see my shirt? <laughs> it's great. <coughs> it's the best shirt in the world. Let's see. It's uh, and and all proceeds go to benefit, benefit the Sea Report, and then maybe at one point we'll get a shirt that has my logo on it. Hold on. Let's see here. They're gonna be like, "You're showing all the." Look at this. This is hot. Wouldn't you guys want a Q&A whole mug? Look. It says. It says. Look at what this mug says. It says. Warning, this podcast contains material that is offensive to liberals. Q&A holes and the producers insist, if you are easily offended, that you do not listen. Anyways, so yeah, it's great. I love it. <laughs> oh no, where to go? Okay, there it is. Now I'm going to show you guys my shirt. Go buy my shirt. It's great, especially if you're a gay Trump supporter. And if you're not a gay Trump supporter, you should go do it just so that this way your friends are like, wait, I thought you were conservative. Ha! Okay, hold on. <laughs> Isn't that great? Where'd my shirt go? Oh, no, it's gone. Oh, wait, you know what? <laughs> I'm looking at the wrong place. My bad. Look at my shirt is coming. It's coming soon. Let me give you a preview. Bam. Hey, it's Montana. I'm getting off. I'm getting off topic. Hold on. I'm taking you guys into a secret chamber. No one sees this unless you are a member of the Q&A Holes Discord. All right. If you are a member of the Q&A Holes Discord, you will see that. Look, watch. Actually, you know what? Watch this. I'm going to do something awesome. Hold on. Check this out. Everyone's like, what are you doing? Okay, so let me narrate the people who are on the podcast with us. I have just logged into the Q&A Holes Discord. Interestingly enough... <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Too late! <laughs> Too late! You never know what Mr. C's gonna do. Like, I am a loose cannon. So... <laughs> 
I've just logged into Discord. I'm on the C report. I've just logged into Discord. I am dropping a link so that anyone who is online can visit us on the C report. <laughs> and that's what we're going to do. Okay. Now, here's the thing, though. And you can see this on the screen now, I'm sure. Yes. You see, this is the whole stream here thing. So, okay, so this is the Q&A's Discord. Now, we've never actually shown this to anyone who is here, unless you're part of our Discord team. Now, like, it, this is kind of fun. I, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for doing this. But if you get on Discord with us, and all you have to do is join our Patreon to do it right now. I mean, there used to be like a certain dollar level to it, but now you can join. Uh, we'll see how long we do it for. But you will get, look at, check this out. Let me just give you one example. One example of some of the valuable information that you will see if you join the Q&A Holes Discord. Um, we, have, we have some different subtopics here, uh, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to this one because it's got some new content. The name of this room is Kitty Diddlers. And in this room, uh, several Discordians or fellow Q&A holes, <laughs> fellow a-holes, uh, we all, we will post, uh, let, we will post news reports, we will post news stories, uh, uh, we will post um, hot tips, we will post uh, thoughts, opinions in regards to anything that has to do with kitty diddling, which is uh, pedophilia, in regards to like pedogate, pedowood, uh, satanic and uh, rituals, and um, you know, like uh, anything involving that, uh, sex, uh, human trafficking busts, uh, child sex ring busts, uh, uh, por uh, child porn peddler busts, stuff like that, you know, uh, famous people who have, um, who have been uh, taken into custody because they have, this type of information and it's not just like look at this like look at here's here's an article it comes from our news director joe one of two it's uh an open secret Ghislaine maxwell reaches 250 days in her taxpayer funded housing as she refuses to cooperate with authorities in revealing all the famous and powerful pedophiles befriended or blackmailed by jeffrey epstein Stay tuned for Saturday because there's some news in regards to that. Here's another one. This one comes from uh, one of our sponsors, RMA Woods Chippers. My bill HB 2889 passed the Arizona House 51 to 1 today. If you're convicted of a child sex crime, sex trafficking, child pornography production, distribution, etc., you're going to prison for life. Arizona is ready to put an end to human sex trafficking. Hashtag save our children. So that's what I'm talking about. Like this is a community within its own self that, you know, I mean, some of the some of the stories that I put out myself come from the walls of discord because that's <laughs> funny. The walls of discord, it's almost poetic. But uh, but, you know, that's what we got going on here. So anyways, I hope I hope boss doesn't get mad at me for showing them. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to back out of there now because I Okay. All right. So let's see what we got now. So here's, did anyone tell me who this is? I ask y'all to tell me who this is so that we could proceed with the story. Okay. No one told me who this was. If you're on the podcast side of this show, then you might not see who'd be that we looking at. His name is Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, and he is in the news as well because guess what Governor Ron DeSantis is doing now? And and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I get it because, I mean, Florida is technically a border state. <laughs> technically, 
Florida is a border state. They might be bordered by oceans, reefs, and sharks. And, and 90 miles in the distance, Cuba. But, like, it's still a border state, right? So he's going to sue Joe Biden over illegal immigrant, immigrant felons being present in his state. Because we all know, I mean, everybody knows now, I'm telling you, it's one of those issues that people are going to go back to and go back to time and time again. And that is the issue of immigration and the miserable job that the Joe Biden administration is doing in regards to immigration and how he's really failing the American people and the American public and he's making it so blindly known that it's like, oh, come on. Like, like they're going to use that as fuel to get Kamala in. They're going to be like, come on, Joe. You left the gate open, Joe. They showed it on Bannon's pandemic show, Joe. You left the gate open. Only a senile fool leaves the gate open, Joe. Why did you leave the gate open? Get Kamala in. And then the next thing you know, Kamala's in because Joe left the gate open. And I'm telling you, Joe left the gate open. We saw it. We played it here on the Sea Report in our last episode. <laughs> like, he literally left the gate open. Literally. <laughs> literally. Oh, my God. I can't anymore. Okay. So, all right. Let's go on. <laughs> we must press on. We must press on. Let's talk about Ron DeSantis. Because Ron DeSantis has got some more going on. Now, Ron DeSantis gave an interview where he talked about these things. <laughs> so... Let's hear what Ron DeSantis had to say about this whole, um, you know, uh, uh, a criminal immigrant illegally shenanigans going on in Florida. And then let's hear what his attorney, his attorney by the last name of Moody, had to say about it as well, because uh, she and he are going up against Joe Biden and the federal government in regards to what they're seeing in their state because of those open border policies you got them rabid criminal shark immigrants coming up from the ocean and infesting the state of Oregon, uh, Florida. Here is Governor Ran DeSantis on Fox News. Being overrun again. What is that going to hit Florida? I think it's going to hit the whole country. It's entirely reckless. It's terrible policy. And it is going to cause problems in our country. And it's being done for ideological reasons. This or uh, uh, idiotic reasons. Uh, this morning, his attorney general, Ashley Moody, is taking legal action, filing a lawsuit over the president's executive order to suspend deportations in an effort to stop criminals from being released. Joining us now with an exclusive announcement is that attorney general, Ashley Moody. Uh, uh, actually, Attorney General, what prompted this action? You know, I've been speaking for weeks now and alerting Americans to the fact that this administration is thumbing its nose to its responsibilities under federal law. It is required to deport criminal aliens that are here illegally, and it is just saying we're not going to do it anymore. First, they canceled Operation Talon, which targeted sex offenders here in the United States illegally. And now they've released guidance, which is basically releasing into our streets serious criminal offenders. They're canceling detainers and requiring our law enforcement leaders to release them back into our states. And this includes heroin traffickers, people that are breaking into homes, uh, you know, 
use of a firearm with some of these felonies. I mean, it's unbelievable the folks that are right. law enforcement leaders are required to release. So, My frustration has boiled over, and we're going to hold them accountable in federal court. So you um, you said you, you already joined 17 other AGs in urging uh, the president to reverse cancellation of ICE operations targeting sex offenders, but now you've taken it to another level. Do you sense that you have an open mind in Washington when you hit them with this and you inquire about this or express your outrage about this? You know, look, for the past administrations, both Republican and Democrat, deported criminals in our country illegally. This was a bipartisan legislation and law on the books. This is a radical shift by the Biden administration. It places your family, my family, our citizens at risk. And I would urge all state leaders to take a look, talk to your law enforcement leaders. They'll tell you they're having to release these people back into your states because the federal government is canceling detainers or not even letting them know when they're here right. illegally. We, so, I have spoken to my law enforcement leaders and I've seen the documents. It's egregious. Attorney General Moody, a lot of people say, what is Florida worried about? They're not a border state. What do you say? <laughs> you know, look, I was a federal prosecutor, a judge for over a decade. I'm the wife of a law enforcement officer who has encountered deadly challenges with criminals that are here illegally. This is about our safety. This is about prioritizing American people's safety over criminals that are here illegally. I can't believe we're even having this discussion. It's nonsense. And somebody needs to tell President Biden to come on, man, do your job. <laughs> come on, man. Exactly. That's what he would say. And uh, Attorney General, where is this at legally? So you, you're suing, but who, who's the judge that's going to see it with Trachea? <laughs> We filed here in federal court. Uh, we've also moved for an injunction. Uh, my folks have been studying the documents and talking to law enforcement leaders around our state. We feel good about our case. And most importantly, this is a fight that needs to take place because they have a duty under federal law. We can't deport criminals from our state. We don't have the authority. We have to rely on administrations to assist the states. And that's why we're pushing this uh, suit, and that's why uh, Joe Biden needs to wake up uh, and, and pay attention to his duties under federal law. And I think good news is, oh, in Texas sued, they got they got uh, they got a stay on deportations, and we thought other states were going to pick up on that, but for some reason they didn't. And uh, now you're doing it, uh, Attorney General uh, Moody. Thanks so much. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, so what does this go to show? Did you hear what the anchor just said? <coughs> he just said. Texas was the one that went ahead and put a stay on these uh, this moratorium of deportations. Like, Texas said, hey, Joe, we cannot stop deporting. Like, processes go already. And he said he thought other states would have picked up on it. He said, I thought other states would have picked on it. I thought other states would have started following Texas' lead. And isn't it funny that it's a state that is surrounded by water on three sides, you know, technically it's a peninsula, right? That uh, is 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 actually going to follow Texas footsteps in regards to this whole deportation thing, you know, and uh, really following, uh, really fighting back in regards to illegal immigration and to Joe Biden's immigration policies, which seem to be non-existent 
um, if not very lenient indeed. But yep, that's what you got going on in that regard for uh, Ron DeSantis and the state of Florida. We'll see what else is going to happen in that regard. But that's that's a pretty interesting there, if you ask me. Okay, let's see what we got coming up next. Bam! Do you guys know who this guy is? Um, I will pay $5 to the first person that gets me a graphic of this man with gangsta shades on. Just because he looks like he needs gangsta shades. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> that is uh, Tate Reeves, the governor of Mississippi. Let's see what Tate Reeves is doing in the Sea Report tonight. <laughs> in fact, look, I think <laughs> he looks a little confused with this picture, but hold on. Oh, oh, wait. <laughs> Not yet. Sorry, guys. Okay. So, uh, let's see. Mr. Reeves. How can I help you, sir? Oh, oh, it looks like Mr. Reeves is being another, you know, Billy Badass over here. Hey, Mr. Reeves. This is why I say he needs those gangsta shades because, you know, Governor of Texas says, hey, we're opening up in a week. Governor Mississippi says, hey, we're opening up tomorrow. Governor Texas says, hey, we're going to sue companies who, uh, who uh, decide that they are going to censor us on social media. And the governor of Mississippi says, hey, we're going to sue you if you're a boy and you try and play girl sports. God, that would have been such a perfect, you try and play girl sports. Okay, so he's signing a bill restricting transgender sports. The bill, if signed as expected, will take place, uh, uh, take effect, I apologize, July 1st. July 1st, yes. Mississippi Republican Governor Tate Reeves, and this comes from Just the News from John Solomon, ex is expected to sign a bill Thursday that will ban transgender athletes from playing on women's or girls' sports teams. That's pretty interesting. All right. I mean, we heard uh, President Trump talk about it. You know, that was, that was, that was, I mean, aside from being timely and necessary, I think a large troll to the left, wouldn't you say? Anyways, the bill requires any public school or any public institution of higher learning to designate any athletic team based on biological sex. Athletic teams or sports defined for female, women, or girls shall not be open to students of the male sex, the bill reads. So they're not saying the male gender, since apparently there can be like, what, <coughs> 500 genders, but apparently there can only be two sexes, right? Yeah, that's right, because there are only two sexes. I don't know. Would you consider the hermaphrodite a third sex? I think the hermaphrodite is maybe the only other, other, other. Oh, wait. There is a fourth type of gender. <gasps> sex. Male, female, male and female, because they got both. What about neither male nor female, because they got neither did you ever think about that? Four. <laughs> One, the other, the both, or neither. Four. I'm sure if it was uh, born with neither genitalia, maybe it would still have breasts and then be a woman. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Go ask a scientist. I am just a layman. The Mississippi Senate passed the bill last month and the House passed it last week according to the Hurl.
The Burl said uh, should take effect July 1st. I will sign our bill to protect young girls from being forced to compete with biological males for athletic opportunities. Reeves tweeted, it's crazy we have to address it, but the Biden executive order forced the issue. Adults? Question mark. That's on them. But the push for kids to adopt transgenderism is just wrong. Reeves' tweet referees to a recent executive order by President Biden that bans discrimination against individuals based on sex and gender identity. The Human Rights Campaign, a group dedicated to LGBT advocacy, tweeted in response to the efforts in Mississippi, We are witnessing a coordinated effort to limit and erase trans existence across the country. Interesting. No, I don't think that they are witnessing a coordinate effort to limit or erase trans existence. I think that maybe they should just open a trans league. I mean, let's face it. They might want to be like a woman, but, you know, 500 pound, Adam's appled, brawny, scrotum sacked Bertha is still a man. I apologize, Bertha, that you feel bad that you're not petite like a little girl ballerina. But Bertha, if you was born a man and you 500 pounds, I think it's about time that you learn to love yourself. So that you can learn to love somebody else or let someone else love you, maybe. But like, um, no, honey, no, darling. This has nothing to do with liberty. But maybe if trans go went ahead and accepted themselves as like a third gender or a third sex, then maybe everyone else would accept them because they're accepting that they're different and accepting they're, that they're different. Then we can begin to see our similarities, which is that we're all human despite the fact that we're confused about our sex. Because even straight people can be confused about their sex. I know, I've seen them very confused about their sex. Doesn't mean that they're gonna act on it, but it doesn't mean that it happens. You know, it happens, whatever. I mean, I've never been confused about my sex, at least not for the last 25 years. Yeah, I think that's safe. I'm like, how old am I? Anyways, okay, so... <clears throat> uh, we'll just leave it there, people. We'll just leave it there. Okay, so, all right. So, yep, all right, Governor um, Mississippi. I mean, you know, Governor, anyone could take on the trans. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna wrestle the trans as a male. No, 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 it's okay, we went ahead and took... A, no, this is, this is good. Everyone's laying down the foot the footprints. Everyone's laying down the patterns that they need in order to get the attention of people waking up in the right direction. Okay, let's see what else we got going on here. Um, last story of the evening... Ooh, this one should be fun. I'm sure you all will enjoy. Pew! Not Montana. Montana is not fun. <laughs> no, actually, you know, I would love to visit the Glacier National Park in Montana. I believe that would be the most beautiful place to go see. All right. Mexican Congress votes to legalize marijuana. 420 up in the C report. 
this uh, story comes from Breitbart. Mexico's Congress voted in favor of legalizing marijuana, a move some politicians claim will help curb the raging cartel violence. This week, Mexico's congressman held a series of heated debates about legalizing marijuana for medical, recreational, and industrial use. The bill decriminalizes possession of up to 28 grams <laughs> and sets up regulation for production and distribution. So what do you think is going to happen here? You see, this is beautiful because we already know that the president of Mexico is pissed at Joe. He's like, we got a crisis at my border and it's because you're letting people rush your border. You're letting people rush your border and now we got massive congestion, COVID's a problem, and guess what? Mexico's not doing as well as America is and you're just making it worse because now we got people from Central America crossing through my country just to get through your country, spreading their diseases. President of Mexico is pissed. Who, what world are we living in when the president of Mexico is making more sense than the president of America ever? Oh my goodness. Oh, oh, is that... Is that, is that cultural heritage pride I'm feeling? <laughs> I don't think so. But nonetheless, it is true, common sense, and the president of Mexico is pissed. And now, now the president of Mexico has made a very bold move to decriminalize marijuana. That's like saying, uh, sorry, America, you're going to have to get your weed from somewhere else. Sorry, Texas. Uh, it's okay. It's legal everywhere else in the United States, basically. Anyways, uh, the article continues. The proposed law passed largely along party lines with uh, 316 to 129 and 23 abstentions. Abstentions? The opposition consisted of the National Action Party, PAN, Revolutionary Institutional Party, PRI. Supporting the bill were largely from the ruling party, M-O-R-E-N-A, Morena. Oh, you Mexicans are so funny. <laughs> The Mexican committee, they had a Mexican committee named PAN, P-A-N, National Action Party. <laughs> it's all Fiesta del Activo Nacional. Arr! And then they had the Revolutionary Institutional Party. It was the Fiesta de Institucional Revolucionaliar. And then something called Morena. <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right, pun. The bill was previously approved by Mexico Senate, bringing legalization one step closer to fruition. After some revisions between the version passed by the different chambers, the bill would become a law once it is published in the official Federation ledger. Legalization has been one of the main issues pushed by Mexico's Moreno Party. Morena Party? Why they gotta be Morena? You know Morena. <laughs> you know, it's like Brown Party. Why it gotta be black? Why it gotta be brown? Why it gotta be Morena? With controversial Senator Jesusa Rodriguez being one of the most outspoken supporters, Rodriguez made headlines in the past for comparing marijuana to a clitoris for, for being a plant into the Senate. What the hell? What did I just read? What did I just read? Oh my goodness, I was scared straight. It said, Rodriguez made headlines in the past for comparing marijuana to a clitoris. 
and for bringing a plant. To the, she took a marijuana. She took a marijuana plant into the Senate chamber. What the hell? Okay. 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 Okay, Jesusa Rodriguez. I see you. <laughs> wow, that's quite interesting. But again, like I said, here you have the uh, president of Mexico deciding that he's going to take it to the cartel himself and legalize this natural born herb and thereby cripple another leg of the cartel's money line and that is through the illegal trafficking of drugs and that also leaks into the illegal trafficking of hu there is no trafficking of course that's legal of humans the trafficking of humans as drug mules etc i mean i would rather traffic be trafficked marijuana than any other drug but still at least that is something that will be taken out at the southern border <coughs> <laughs> Since again, <clears throat> illegitimate Joe has left the door open on the southern border of the United States of America. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had a good time tonight on the Sea Report. I know I did. We'll be back again tomorrow for a Friday night edition and we'll see what's up. We have a lot of developments, and don't forget to join us on Saturday for a special report. We'll be dropping some bombs that you guys will not want to miss. All right, you guys, enjoy your evening, and we will see you next time on the Sea Report. Visit QAholespodcast.com.
good one. Seven. <laughs> <laughs>